Heavenly Father, bless your word to our hearts this evening and every evening in which we gather in your name through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. So it, it is easy, I believe, to have a kind of low opinion of words. You hear expressions like, talk is cheap, actions speak louder than words, you are what you do, not what you say. Ben Franklin said, well done is better than well said. If we have a low opinion of words, however, it's really not because of the words. It's because of us and how we use our words. We say things we really do not mean. We make promises that we do not keep. If we have little respect for words, if we do, it's due to our careless and our hypocritical use of them. The truth is, however, words have power to create and to destroy. They have power to give life and to take it. Our first reading for this evening from Proverbs 12. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now, if you live long enough, you'll experience that. Our second reading from Proverbs 13, whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. That is to say, it's not only the words of others that can harm us, but I think most often our own words hurt us far more than the words of others. They come back to haunt us. In my life, I've not suffered any severe trauma. I certainly have not suffered severe physical trauma. I've not been in a serious automobile accident, at least not yet. I've not suffered physical abuse, at least not yet. So what I'm about to say may not reflect your experience, but it does reflect my own. And it's this, the greatest trauma I've experienced in my life is verbal assault, not physical assault. And I'm not dismissing the seriousness of the physical. I'm simply saying this, physical assault wounds you outwardly. Words wound you inwardly. And sometimes those are the wounds harder to heal. Words lodge themselves in our minds and they can become part of us, kind of like a tattoo, except the words are deep inside and they're not visible on the skin, but we carry them with us and they can leave a permanent mark in us. The most painful events in my life have been verbal exchanges. And therefore, when I read the words of our Lord in our third lesson, 
For Matthew 12, I'm both humbled and I am somewhat distressed. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, and Jesus in this context is speaking to the Pharisees who have charged him with having an evil spirit. He does supernatural things by the power of the devil. That's the talk. Those are the words. And he goes on, how can you speak good when you're evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. That is to say, God has no need to condemn us on Judgment Day. Our own words will do that for us. That is the power of our words. And the words we choose today will condemn us or vindicate us on the last day. Words have that kind of power. Now, I want you to talk to me a little bit. I want you to fill in the blanks in these sentences, okay? God made the world by speaking, by his word, okay? He made the world by speaking. Jesus made the lame walk by speaking, okay? Jesus forgave sins by speaking, okay? Jesus raised the dead by speaking, very good. Roman numeral one in your sermon outline. Words are God's tools. They are God's tools. They are the means by which God gets things done. They are God's tools, and they are the devil's tools as well. You know, did God really say, in the day you eat of it, you'll surely die? Or, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. Letter A, creation. Creation is hardwired to respond to words. Jesus curses a fig tree, and what does it do? It withers, it dies. Jesus speaks to a demon, and the demon departs from its victim. Jesus commands the wind and the waves, and they obey him. Creation is hardwired to respond to not just any words, but to certain words. Letter B, we are hardwired to respond to words. We are as well. We're part of creation, right? Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. We don't respond to just any voice. We respond to his. Jesus said the day is coming when all who are in the graves will hear the voice of the Son of Man and come out. The dead cannot respond to just any voice. The dead respond to his voice, 
the voice of Jesus. Roman numeral two. Words do things, and now this is key. Words do things when spoken by those having authority to speak them. Those having the authority to do so. Not just anyone, but certain ones. We read in Mark 1 that the people were amazed at the teaching of our Lord because he spoke as one having authority. Letter B, the Roman centurion. He begged Jesus to heal his servant. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. And the centurion said, oh, no, 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 no. I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. No, only say the word, and my servant will be well. For I, too, am a man under authority. And I say to one, come, and he comes, and to another, do, and, and he doesn't. Letter C, parents, when they exercise discipline, and by discipline I mean not only punishment or correction, but encouragement as well. And, and sp parents need to speak as ones who have authority. Sometimes I think too many parents don't realize the authority they have and therefore they don't exercise it for the well-being of the child. But we who are parents need to speak as people who have, really have been given authority to correct and to encourage, to ad admonish, to build up those placed in our care. Letter D, teachers in a classroom. You know, if a student stood, stood up and said, class dismissed, I would hope no one would leave. But if the teacher says class dismissed, it's over, and students leave, because they may now leave. Not just anyone can dismiss the class. In a baseball game, someone steals second. The umpire makes a call. The umpire says, you're out. Now, if you're sitting in the stands, you may disagree. You may say, no, he's safe, but your opinion doesn't count. Only the umpire's does, because he has authority to call safe or out. That is to say, words do more than give information. Words can change the situation of the hearer. They can change the situation of the hearer. When the umpire says to the base runner, you're out, he has no choice but to go to the dugout. His situation's been changed. He's no longer a base runner. Letter F, a judge or a jury in a criminal trial. The foreman of the jury stands up and says, we, the jury, Find the defendant guilty. Now, you may be listening, and you may think, no, he's innocent.
but your opinion doesn't count. You don't have authority to say whether he's innocent or guilty. To, to make that declaration, only the jury can do it. Or, in the case of the judge, the judge can do it. And what they say changes the situation of the hearer, the defendant. He's no longer charged with a crime. He's now guilty of it. His condition's been changed. Ministers of the gospel. When the minister says, I now pronounce you husband and wife, it's because we've been given authority by the state to make that declaration. No one else can make that declaration except someone who's ordained to do so. The same is true in baptism. The same is true in the words of absolution. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, I forgive you all your sins. I'm called to do that, and I speak for Christ. The Lord's Supper. You know, I'm called to consecrate the elements. They're not my words, they're Christ's words. Christ's words do the work, not me. But you can't sashay up here and consecrate them yourself. You're not called to do that. You've not been given that authority. That's how it works. And when the minister, when the called minister speaks over the elements, the very words of Christ, their situation is changed. The bread's still bread, the wine's still wine, but in addition to bread, there's the body of Christ there by the power of his word. In addition to the wine, there's the blood of Christ by the power of his word. Spoken thus by one who has authority to speak God's words. Letter H, God speaks words that justify to justify equals declared righteous. It's courtroom terminology. When you're justified, you are declared to be in the right. Even though you're a sinner, you've now been Your situation has been changed by God speaking. And usually you'll hear God speaking to you through another person, speaking the gospel to you. In our final reading from Romans 5, therefore we have been justified or declared righteous by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means our situation's changed. And verse 33 of Romans 8, who shall bring any charge? See, this is courtroom talk. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies who is to condemn. Because God has declared you right in his sight through faith in Jesus Christ, Paul speaks this way in the language of the courtroom. Your situation has been changed by his speaking thus. And then let her eye, you, when you evangelize, when you make disciples, you know, we make disciples, it's no secret how we do it. We do it by baptizing and by teaching. By the way, you can baptize too in case of emergency. If there's no called minister present, you're authorized to do that in Christ's stead. 
I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can bring people to baptism. You, you participate in this process of making disciples. And I, and I love, in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, this tremendous persecution broke out among the church in Jerusalem. People were scattered hither and yon, and we read they went about speaking the word of the Lord. They went about proclaiming law and gospel to those who would hear. And it had an effect. Because God's word has power. So Roman numeral three, words do more than inform, they transform. They transform people, they transform situations, they transform relationships. One of our theme verses for this series is from Romans 12, verse 1. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers. Notice this is not a command. It's an appeal. By the mercies of God, that's the gospel, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. The law can't produce that kind of willingness in your heart or mine. But the gospel can and the gospel does. The gospel transforms you. That's why you're here tonight and not some other place. As Jesus has given his life for us freely, we freely choose to give our lives back to him in his service. Letter A, a good heart speaks good words. In our third reading, the scripture makes clear that we're saved by grace alone, through faith alone in Jesus, but we will be judged by our works, which flow from faith. We will be judged by our words, which flow from faith. And this is what our Lord means in the third reading for tonight, when he says, on the, regarding the final judgment, by our words we will be vindicated, and by our words we will be condemned. That is to say, the good works you do today, the good words you speak today, flow from a faithful heart, a renewed heart, made new through faith in Jesus Christ. Make the heart good, and the fruit will be good. The words will be good. And the good words you speak today will testify to who you are and whose you are on the last day. Finally, letter B. You've been given authority as the people of God to speak God's powerful words of both warning and forgiveness. Warning and forgiveness. Law and gospel. No one is beyond the reach of God. No one is beyond God's ability to save and to restore. There was a time in my life when I mocked the Christian faith. Now I proclaim it. That's because God's word has power. We human beings are hardwired to respond to words. Not just any words, but to the words of Jesus. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Not just any voice, but my voice, and they follow me. We cannot change other people. We cannot even change ourselves. But God can and God does that very thing every single day.
And he will do it through words of warning and through his words of forgiveness, through his law and through his gospel. And he has placed these tools of his, these tools of his into our hands. His words, words which wound, but which also heal, words which strike down, but they also lift up, words which threaten death, but they threaten death only to bestow life, a life that never ends. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, amen.